This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. They want the wheel round. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10. Five touchdown Bullpup. Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in this entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. Had the day off yesterday because the Royals getting slaughtered at Rogers Center on Canada Day. Your boy Sparky didn't have it yesterday. Sparkman got lit up. Mr. Glenn. Yeah. Man, it was a rough day for the Royals up at Rogers Center. They even had like a power blowout. Like a power surge. What did Denny have to say about that? And the Royals kept getting knocked off on our satellite feed. Oh, okay. But I think Denny was calm and composed, like he always is. I'm surprised Denny even goes to games in Canada. Because, you know, what is it? You don't think Denny wants to go through customs? I don't think, yeah. He'd be like me. Take my belt off. What are you, are you crazy? (laughs) Take your shoes off. Are you sure that I should take my belt off? (laughs) Because I just want to go to the Rogers Center. Well, I texted you on Sunday whenever I was coming home from a, a fun weekend at a wedding, like I usually am, and I was texting you because I was listening to Denny, and he got all fired up about a leadoff walk late in the close game, Yeah, and it always is a recipe for disaster. Well, I find it interesting. You've gone to more weddings since you started working here than I've gone my whole lifetime. So how many weddings do you think you've been to in your entire life? Not very many. Like less than five? Around five, probably. Your sisters? Yeah. Who else? <sighs> That's a good question. <laughs> I had a... When's I, the last I one had, you went to? I couldn't even tell you. I had a cousin that got married, and it was one of those... <laughs> it was a Catholic wedding, and it took like an hour and a half. But other than that, uh, boy. <laughs> Craig, my buddy Craig. Okay. Yeah, I went to his wedding. Oh, yeah. So you've got like three yeah. that, that you can think of. Yeah, that's of. about it. That's about it for me. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, Steve, remember that I am officiating a wedding. I know. Coming up at the end of this month. Yeah. For a friend of the show, Eli. Eli. And his fiance Sarah. Yeah. They, they were moving out to Dodge City on Sunday, and so they stopped, and, and they stayed with me, and we went over all of the wedding plan and everything that we need to go through in this wedding ceremony, and it's going to be a good one. I'm surprised. We're feeling good. I, I am surprised Eli moved from Emporia to Dodge City. Why are you surprised? It's a great job. 
Emporia is such a nice. I like Emporia. I like Emporia. Dodge yeah. City's a nice town. Eh, got a lot of. You places. just didn't like your long trip out there. That's right. I don't like the long trip. But I'm excited to to be a, a wedding officiant. And you sure. know, I've, I've been to so many weddings over the last year or so, two years, like seventeen. That I have a pretty good feel for what needs well, to be done. Yeah. And I get to stand up there and I get to deliver the sermon. Sure. I, I have several points to to go off of. Several great messages to give to the audience. And I, I'm excited about it. Okay. Should I wear a robe? A robe? Yeah. You know how the the reverend wears a robe? I, that, with like I that sash that, that goes over? I don't know. I have no idea. I think I could wear one of those. And it's got the big sleeves, so that way if I lift up my hands, then you can see I'm wearing wear, a robe. Are you going to wear the, what's it called, the papal? Is that the, oh, the, the big hat? No, yeah. I probably won't wear the big hat. Okay. Maybe maybe one of our minister friends list. I, that could be wrong. I'm not sure. That's I'm not going to wear the big hat, but, okay. <laughs> but, but maybe I could find. But I'm one. sure we've got several reverends in town that are friends of the show. I'm sure we do. Well, Steve, I also got to speak to the youth today. Yes. Do you ever get to do that? You get to go and, and speak to the kids and, and impart your wisdom on them. No. Yeah, you do. You get to go to Coach Kinneman's class. I didn't go this last. And tell him about inv- the president. He didn't invite me this year. Well, you've done it before. I have. I have speak, spoken to the youth of America. They're having a leadership summit this week for yeah. the kids. I think that they're entering fourth grade or okay. entering seventh grade in, in that window there. So I got to speak to all the children and tell them about my job and all the leadership aspects did that I keep, have to have. Did you hold their attention? I think I did okay with that. Okay. Because when I talk about the presidents, I got kids back there that are, they got their heads snoring. They're snoring. They're playing video games. You know, they're, you know, I, I just don't understand that kids don't have the attention span. Like, I bet I was, your attention span was great, I, Steve. When I was a kid, if you didn't, if you didn't have attention, you went out in the hall and you got swatted on the rear end. Paul Kelly. Let's let's just start doing that again. Big Bertha. We'll, big we'll Bertha. do it at work, Steve. Anytime he, you're not he paying had attention. His, he had his paddle, Big Bertha. He swatted the heck out of me. I had welts on my body. I'm glad it made the, you the man you are today. You can't do that now. Yeah, you sure are great because of it. Yeah. But it was fun to go speak to the youth. I asked them if they ever listened to the radio, and all their hands ripped up into the air, do and I said, the, that's do good. Do they listen to our show? I don't know if they do. Okay. I hope they do. Okay. Maybe if they I are first-time listen, listeners They probably today. just listen to Casey. That's true. In the afternoons or yeah. on Saturdays, her yeah. and Chuck. Yeah. But it was fun to go speak to the kids today. Always fun to do that. Okay. Steve, we had a busy night last night. Yes. Not only covering the McPherson Pipeliners, but I was able to jet over to McPherson College Check out the end of the McPherson I boys basketball team's game in the summer league over at the college, and then still had enough time to get back to the baseball game to see it end. So I was in two places at once last night. Ah, oh, that almost saying you can't be in two places at one time. But, but Jim you, can. Yeah, you can. You're you're great. But it was yeah. You're you're right. I'm I'm incredible. <laughs> but we really enjoyed you and I did watching the McPherson I boys team this summer playing in the summer league. And I think if you were going to look up and down the rosters of the teams that were there this summer, it was probably a down year for several of the teams. And some of the ones that we cover and we get to see on a regular basis, I knew that they had some very good senior classes. But there were some still very good programs that were at the Summer League this year. And the Bullpup Boys, they were able to go undefeated this summer over the six or seven weeks and win the championship last night. Well, I got to see a little Summer League this summer and... and went to a team camp one night. I think McPherson basketball fans are going to be real excited with what they see. I think so too. I, it may not be as talented of a team as we're accustomed to, 
but they really play together. Uh, they, they play hard. They play hard. This this team plays as hard as any team Coach Kenneman's had. Uh, you're going to see some new guys out there. Cody Stuffelbean's the only returning starter. That's a pretty good place to start, by the way. Yes, and he's he's just a, you know he's a man. He he's gonna he's gonna probably shoot seventy five percent from the field. I see him going. He he needs to score about sixteen, I think, this year. Sixteen, get about ten or eleven rebounds a game, average a double double. He could do it. Be nice. Yeah, because there's gonna be more shots. You know, there's gonna be more shots for him this year. And last year, of course, let's face it, he was underutilized. And Coach Kenneman would be the first to tell you that we probably didn't get Cody the ball enough. And Cody can score. So, um, and then the guys, the two guys that are really, I think people are gonna be excited about when they see him. And that is Cooper Courtney. Yep. And Sammy Pyle. Yep. Those two guys have really made a lot of progress. Cooper's very intriguing. You know, he, he he's long. He can jump. He's he quick. Can shoot. He's got great timing. He can shoot the three. And Sammy Pyle just plays his tail off every game. He he just maximizes his potential. He's really come on this year. So those three six four guys, that's a pretty good starting spot. Now the it's really strange. You know, we'll go six four six four six four up front. In the backcourt, it's like five eight, five nine. Yeah, and just you know, depending on Hayes Schmid, you know what happens with him. You know, he's what five ten, five eleven now. Yeah, uh, can really shoot it. Then you got Eli Pyle and Jaden Alexander. Uh, Eli Pyle may be the best pure shooter on the team. If it was a game of horse, he'd be about the best player. And then of course Seth Madron. Uh, he had a pretty nasty dunk last night. They, a, were, they were running in transition, and Jaden Alexander popped it off the backboard and trailing the play. Seth came in. Well, and Seth Madron is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, you know, he placed in the state high jump. Once Seth Madron, you know, develops his shooting stroke, he will, and he'll be a good shooter in time. Remember, you got to remember, he's only a sophomore. You That's know, right. A lot of teams, sophomores don't even see the floor. He's going to be probably the point guard next year, at least the guy that, you know, everything runs through. He can get to the basket like nobody's business. I mean, he can get to the basket. And uh, once he gets that three-point shot, he's a dynamic player. So, um, And then the wild card, we don't know for sure. Caleb Hoppus has been out this summer with the team. Of course. And, you know, he hasn't he played. He had a good game last He night. hasn't played for a while. And we don't know, you know, maybe once football season starts and he gets a lot of offers, you know, basketball, maybe. We don't know if he'll play or not. And right now, if he does play, he'll be a nice addition because he's a good athlete, very strong, you know, I get that athlete. Jay Billis, everybody's an athlete. That's true. But, you know, if you weren't on the court, you're not an athlete. So I shouldn't use that phrase, great athlete. When I watched the NBA draft with Jay Billis, I think he should pledge $1,000 for every time he says great athlete to, like, the cancer fund or something. It would be overflowing because Jay Billis uses that term on almost every single player he ever talks about. It was also a lot of fun last night, too, Steve, that – Keisha has this new rule. Keisha is not a, a woman. Keisha is the Kansas State High School Activities right. Association. And they have a <clears throat> excuse me, new rule where you have to have a dead week July 1st through the 7th. And so last night was July 1st. And what that meant is that no coaches on the normal high school staff are allowed to coach these teams. So in theory, they could have pulled out you and I from the crowd and said, all right, you're the coach tonight right. or a dad. But instead, Coach Kinneman turned things over to Coach Kinneman. The bus. The bus. Young bus. Young bus. And, and it was a lot of fun to watch those guys work together. And, of course, Coach Kinneman was 
in the stands. Yeah. And he's not allowed to coach. Right. But I think he had a few things to say every now and then. But I think he was proud of the bus. He looked very, well, very coach We always said Jace was like a coach on the floor this last year. I mean, when he'd be on the bench, he'd be yelling out what defense to be. I kept, I'm surprised he didn't break out the triangle in two or diamond in one. But when you're up 37 to seven, I guess it's not needed. But uh, he, he had all the right coach speak after the game. That's right. I got your audio. And uh, he, had all the, he had all the right coach speak, you know. Uh, he didn't say we respect our opponent or anything like that, but he had all the right coach speak. I think they should have let us coach the team. I did coach a youth team. You one, did? One year. How'd it go? We were pretty good. We broke out the 1-3-1 zone trap. Ooh, though, that'll really. always get them. Yeah, but uh, we had a player, I think he got kicked out of a couple games, but other than that he wasn't. Sure. Fifth graders. I think I remember you telling me one time about coaching a team and giving rides to the players to practice or games and maybe still having some some things in your car from the night before. They said, "What, Coach, what's in this cooler? What, what's in this green bottle, Coach? Yeah. <laughs> you care if we bring this in for hey, Gatorade? But, yeah, but me and the Mons, who I coached with, we never missed... We never missed a game on a Saturday. <laughs> we may have only been, you know, may only got home about two hours earlier, but you know, <laughs> great things you do for the kids. Oh, Steve. it's all about the kids. All that's, about the kids. That's what Shane Bach, Shane Bakusa's favorite line. It's all about the kids. All right, let's change our direction and not talk about the kids anymore, and let's talk about the adults who are making a ton of money right yes. now, and that is NBA free agency and all the big numbers that have been going on through that. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I know that you are an NBA insider. You're a huge NBA fan. I am not. An insider like the pistol. Well, that's right. Well, nobody is like that. Yeah. But you are a big NBA fan. You were following NBA free agency on Sunday. It was a little a little bit of a new day and a new style for NBA free agency because remember, the free agency window opens up historically on July 1st. Right. Which meant kind of like what they used to do with Midnight Madness or with old movie premieres. That if it starts on July 1st, then that means it's at midnight yeah. on July 1st. Right. Well, the NBA decided, why would we announce all of these trades at 2 in the morning when we could bump up the deadline or the the time that it starts yeah. by like six hours and open it up in the afternoon on June 30th? So that's what they did, and all of the news started flying in, and we began to hear that afternoon that Kevin Durant was going to make his announcement that night, but on his personal website channel or whatever he was going to do. And then about 10 minutes later, the news leaked and said, oh yeah, he's going to go to the Brooklyn Nets. So it, so it sort of spoiled that. But both him and Kyrie Irving, who the people that I listen to when it comes to NBA talk, whether it is Nick Wright, whether it is Bill Simmons, 
Ryan Rossillo, all of the insiders that I listen to for the last six months have been telling me, Knicks, they're going to the Knicks, they're going to the Knicks. You should have listened to Pistol. Pistol said the Nets all along. They went to the wrong borough. Yeah. But what did you think of that move? So obviously with this Nets deal, and they added DeAndre Jordan, who I don't think is going to be that good either. But with the Nets deal, remember, Kevin Durant will not be playing this year. Right, right. Unless something magical happens and his Achilles is fine and he can maybe play in March. Won't happen. But we're anticipating he will not play at all this year. Do you think the Nets could be the real deal? In two years? In two years, yes. That's the emphasis, in two years. They won't be the real deal next year. For one thing, Kyrie will probably destroy the team because <laughs> he is he's like a team. He and Jimmy Butler are kind of like team killers to me. You get them on their team, and they're good for about 20 games, and then they start complaining. Then they start whining. Then they want out. They want traded. They don't have enough money. Um, why the Nets? I don't – I mean, I know it's in New York. Yeah. But – I'm I'm sorry. I just, you want to get in with Jay Z? Ooh, there's some money to be made there. Jay Z's big money, big I, money. He is, and he wants married to Beyonce. He is. Ooh, lots of money there. Yeah, but the but the Nets have been terrible. Now this year they were starting. They were fine this year. They were okay, but their team went downhill when they traded for KG Kevin Garnett. I think they got Paul Pierce for that one year. They loaded up on all those veterans. They traded all their, you know, draft picks, so they had no draft picks. Well, that didn't work out because Garnett was past his prime. Pierce didn't really want to be there. They were terrible. And Jason Kidd, I think, was the coach back then. He couldn't and I get, think he got traded to Milwaukee yeah, as a coach. Yeah, as a coach, he got traded. So, I don't know. I, I just find it strange that they would pick the Nets as the team to go to. I'd be like going to the Hawks or somebody like that. The other thing that I learned – this week when it comes to the teams in New York, nobody cares about the Knicks anymore. Oh. The Knicks used to have this feel to them. Oh, it's it's the New York Knicks. The it's Madison Square Garden. The garden. You want to be there. That's where you want to be. And what we've learned is nobody wants to it's, be there anymore, except for my guy Bobby Portis. It's because of the owner. The owner is an he's an idiot. I mean he's nuts. And the NBA what really is sad about this. The NBA needs for the Knicks to be good. They need the Knicks to be relevant. Now, let me ask you this question. Let's say the Knicks had their ping pong ball picked as number one. Zion. And they're getting Zion. Do you think Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving go to the Nets? No. I think they go to the Knicks. I do too. And I think that it could have impacted Kawhi Leonard as well. Right. I I think that was the big game changer with this. They weren't going to go to New Orleans, no. but that once the Knicks did not get picked and that they knew they still weren't going to be very good, because imagine this team, in two years, you have Zion Williamson in his second year after getting through his rookie season, you have Kyrie Irving, and then you have Kevin Durant. Yeah. That's a pretty good three. Yeah. That's put, a pretty good you three. You put a couple ham and eggers in with them, and they'd you know, probably win 50 games. What about any other moves that, that surprised you or, or made you excited, got you ready for NBA well, coming up in four my, months? my overall general consensus was my head hurt, my head exploded because of the salaries these guys are getting paid. It's not so much the top flight guys. It's your mediocre guys, guys you never even heard of that are making $20 million a year for... I think be- I saw Chris Middleton 
signed like a $190 million contract. That's, inc- that's crazy. That, and Damian Lillard's going to make almost $50 million a year. He's a good player, but $50 million, So you're basically paying him about $700,000 a game. That's just insane. I mean, that is just... Well, they have the money. It's not like they're having to go ask but, the city of Portland. But the thing is, what are ticket prices going to be like at all these places? they got to pay for these players. It's, it's just nuts. Well, they have all the money. What about jersey sales and... And everything that goes into it, and plus, the cap goes up. And so that way they have more money to spend. And maybe, Steve, you're one of the people that maybe you're not in support of the players as much. That I'm all for, go make as much money as you can. I I, I like when people are saying, well, he's not worth that. And I say, well, he is because somebody wants to pay him that. Yeah, I mean, if they've they've got the money, but it's just, yeah, but it's just, I don't know. I just see. Steve, let's put it this way. You've got $20,000 to spend on a car. Do you want to just like spend $8,000 on some car when you could spend all of your amount of money and get a pretty nice car that's brand new and and you can drive it for the rest of your life? Or would you rather go get some mid-sized sedan that is from 2010 that has 85,000 miles on it? If I'm going to get another car... I would want a nice car. You're going all in. Yeah. You might spend, and you have 20000 to spend on it. Go but you spend your 20000 You don't find paying Damian Lillard $49 million a year a little outrageous? No. Wow. He's like a top seven player in the NBA. You got to remember, I grew up in the 60s. Yeah, when they made three cents a game. Yeah, yeah. They were very underpaid. And, and I guess maybe I've just, I'm just old school. I just, I, what I worry about is the NFL in all this. Because those players are going to see what the basketball guys are getting. Now, granted, but you're, they're, there's, they're, there's way more players. There's right. 53, but the players don't. That doesn't matter to the players. They feel like, hey, we should be getting that kind of money too. Well, they can't plus, pay Tom Brady fifty-seven million dollars plus, a year. Plus the NFL, they only play the average career in the NFL is like three and a half years. Right. Where the NBA, you can play for a long time. Oh yeah. So I, I'm totally in support and say, hey, go get as much money as you can. I think it's good for them. I think it's good for the I league. Just I just don't want to hear any belly aching when some guy's making $20 million a year and some other guy's making 30 and he's not even that good anyways. Well, I should have 30. If he's getting 30, I should get 31. That drives me crazy. What about D'Angelo Russell to Golden State? What did you make of that? Don't understand that move at all. Well, you got to get somebody. No I, Clay Thompson. I Yeah. I just, no Kevin Durant. No Andre Iguodala. Now, that I I felt like... Golden State really did a disservice to Andre Iguodala. He has given them so much, and basically they're just casting him aside. Maybe they think his better days are behind him. I don't know how old. He's like 36. Oh, is he that old? He's old. I didn't know that. I thought he was like 30. But it just seems to me, you know, for all, you know, he was he's the guy that did all the dirty work for Golden State, and then just to pitch him off to Memphis, I mean, walking in Memphis. There could be worse places to be. But they stink. I mean, 35. Memphis, 35. Oh, I didn't realize he was that old. Well, but Memphis is terrible. They're going to be like one of the, you know, bottom four teams. They traded Mike Conley away. He was the only guy they the really Utah had. Utah Jazz. Yeah, Utah's going to be pretty good next year. What about Kemba Walker to the Boston Celtics? I like he, he strikes me as being a Celtic because he plays hard. He's a no-nonsense guy, keeps his mouth shut, doesn't pout. That's a typical Celtic right there. What about former Celtic Al Horford 
to the Philadelphia 76ers. Are you in on the 76ers? I, I don't understand that move at all. How are he and Embiid going to exist or coexist, I should say? Horford, I know, likes to shoot a lot of threes, but I, I just I see the 76ers about to be a train wreck. I really do. Here's my favorite part about NBA free agency this year is that after it's all said and done, and we're going to learn more once Kawhi Leonard makes his move. And, that, you know, he's like Batman. But if Kawhi Leonard does not go to the Lakers, then there are like 12 teams that could win the NBA Finals. You, where this year there were about three. Do you think Kawhi like cultivates this mystery man image? He kind of likes that. He's a man of mystery. And he no, I just think he is a very simple man. Ooh, I can relate to a that. A Leonard Skinner simple man. I am a simple man. He has a flip phone. Kawhi Leonard has a phone that is less powerful than yours. Really? It seems impossible. I just, I, my respect for Kawhi just went up a bunch. He has a flip phone and then tries to stay away from everything. That's what I try to do. Which is kind of negative for him sometimes. Maybe you should introduce me as Kawhi Cell. Steve Kawhi Leonard Cell. There you go. I think that'd be good I, for I try you. to stay out of the spotlight as much as I can. I don't know about that when you're the most popular man. Well, you say that. I try to lead, you know, lead That'd be us. like Kim Kardashian coming out and saying, guys, you know, I don't like the spotlight. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't like to live in this limelight. I'm, well, I really don't. I'm not on TV. I really don't. <laughs> All right, Steve, we'll take one more break and be back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, we are running out of time today, so I only have time to ask you one more question, and that is, are you going to watch the USA women's national team today in the FIFA World Cup semifinals? No. Why not? Playing golf. Well, why not skip golf today and put on your red, white, and blue and feel good? I got to get my game in shape. Okay, well... My game stinks. Have you kept up with them at all? Yeah, I've been following it. Do you know who they play today? They play England. They do? Yeah. The English. I watched the game. I watched the game with... You did? France. Yes. La France? Yeah. Ha ha. So what, I why, can't believe why is, it, Steve. Why is our coach all upset going into this game? Something happened and she's... Well, up. the English media has been taking some jabs Ooh. at the USA women. That's not good. I've heard people say that this is the biggest women's soccer game in the history of USA women's soccer 1999, today. 1999, Los Angeles Coliseum. Brandy Chastain hits the game winner. I had a feeling you might like that I, moment. I did. You're a big fan of that. Yeah. Well, I think today is a big one because England has always been the soccer power on the men's side, mm-hmm. and the USA is trying to knock them off. Sure. You're going to say USA, USA. No. <laughs> Some patriot you are. I Steve. am patriotic. Though. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we just learned that. I've got my blue on. I don't have my red and my white, but I got my blue. You look more like you're a member of the Czech Republic. Really? 
Yeah, blue and teal. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I think that's what they wear there. They don't wear Titleist hats, though. Maybe they do. It's just in check. Okay. All right, Steve. Tomorrow on the show, we'll continue to keep this train rolling. I'm going to need all your thoughts on the women's game this afternoon. So gather them. Get I'll, them all I'll ready to, to go. Wa- I'll have to watch the post game because, like I said, i got to work on my golf game. Wrapping up, yeah, you do. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.